0: Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski.
1: Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Tom Dorian. Yes, sir. And of course, uh, Sam Ziggy Rodriguez is on vacation. Yeah, i hope he's having a good time. He's hula dancing. He's a, you know, he's a hula dancer. I, I didn't know, if you know that about him. But he's actually, I'm joking. He's sitting right over there. Say hi, Ziggy. Nice and loud. Hey! Yeah, he is here. He is here. Uh, And his mic is actually uh, being taken by a guest. Yeah, occupied. We have a great guest here. Uh, And it's Justin Doyle. And Justin Doyle is the president of Blackbird Investments. Hello, hello. So, Justin, I'm so glad you're here.
0: I'm glad to be here, too.
1: Yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about you and about Blackbird Investments. And I'm sure all of a sudden people are starting to go like, wait, it's an investment program. It's one of those uh, programs that people tune out as quickly as... We can You can make $5 million in 50 seconds or less. <laughs> uh, that's not what this is. No. Um, and so, you know what? Just to lay some fears right off the bat. To give In a nutshell, what is Blackbird Investments? Sure.
0: Blackbird Investments is a Catholic real estate development company based out of Des Moines. Uh, we're doing work out in Colorado and Nebraska uh, and in Iowa. And we've got a bunch of other opportunities we're pursuing around the country. Basically, it's a for-profit company started by five Catholic dudes, myself being included, uh, trying to change the world by living out our Catholic social teachings and our business practice
1: no no see that's beautiful and so there are a couple of things that you said right off the bat so we're talking about real estate yes are you guys like is that was that a speciality or, or just is that what brought you together like hey let's what are we gonna do with the real estate? We actually
0: met each other on Craigslist.
1: Oh, there you go. <laughs> no, <I'm joking>.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I knew the internet was good for That's something. Right.
0: <laughs> no, uh, actually, it, it was. It all started uh, at Doyle Properties about twenty-three years ago. My mm-hmm. mom started it uh, many, many moons ago. Uh, Providing uh, uh, housing for folks that that couldn't otherwise uh, get credit to get a mortgage themselves.
1: And And she was already doing something Catholic back then.
0: She was. She was. It's a wonderful example of of how heart leads one into the mission. And even though I don't think anyone at the time could really identify exactly the the theological basis for it, the intellectual reason to do it, it was all heart. And and just Mm -hmm. getting the ground game and getting to know people on a one-on-one basis and helping them provide safe and secure housing for their families was really the environment I grew up in,
1: Right, which is super cool. And so something gave you guys. Well, first of all, second of all, I guess you, you you mentioned it was five Catholic dudes. And is that a technical qualification to be a Catholic
0: dude? <laughs> uh,
1: is it like experience? Uh, you you majored in dude dudeness I, uh, in well, college. I'm,
0: I'm pretty manly. Does that yeah, count? Hey, yeah, okay. yeah I've got I can a beard. tell. We have a lot of beards in the office. So <laughs> yeah, we've got about sixty guys and gals. Uh, but yeah. the five partners: uh, my father, my younger brother Ryan, uh, and two very dear friends, TJ Jacobs and Hugh O'Hagan, are my partners.
1: So, I'm intrigued by this idea of the fact that you, you essentially l- live your faith. And, and you, you know, a lot of people have difficulty where they will separate their Sundays from their Mondays through Saturdays.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Well,
1: they'll do it Monday through Friday, then they got Saturday, <laughs> and then they have Sunday. Yes. And, and a lot of times we see people who may struggle in their faith life because they're in a business world that maybe challenges them. And maybe even their personal life. And and sometimes you'll see like a separation in all three of those lives. Right. And so what you guys are doing is something a little different.
0: Well, just to back up for a quick second, I want to clarify that that this is all about a pursuit of living out our faith in our life every Mm -hmm. day. And and I'm not going to claim that we've got the secret sauce or anything figured out, but it's something that we struggle with every single day. And the reason why we struggle with it every single day is because the experience that we've all had, all five of us came from different lines of work ahead of this. but. Whether it be through school or through friends or university or family, that we find ourselves trying to slice and dice our personalities and our humor and the way we talk and the way we act and the way we dress, depending on who's around us. And this, In my life, personally, it led to a point you know, eight or nine years ago where I'm living a very different life depending on who I am. Am I at church? And the way I engage people while shoveling a donut down my throat and, and you know, drinking coffee is totally different from the way I would hang out with friends Friday afternoon after work at the bar. Right. And that pulls us apart. That's not the way that God designed us. God designed us as, as one. We are one in the body of Christ, and we're not a whole bunch of different personalities that have to change on the drop of a hat. There's a, a, a bit by Jim Gaffer. I don't know if you guys are Jim Gaffigan. Oh fans, yeah, loving. Oh yeah. Yeah, they, uh, uh, he was talking about one time that he was at a movie theater and he caught with a group of friends. And he caught out of the corner of his eye that uh, somebody else came in. It was another group of friends of his, and he panicked for a second because he realized <laughs> that that group of friends over there thinks he has a British accent and he's in the Royal Navy. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and, and, and you know, obviously, it was a joke, but but that's that's the way so many men and women feel, especially when you have a, a really demanding career and you've got family demands and friends. We slice and dice ourselves in the little bits and that has to stop because that's not where happiness is. God wants us to be who we are not who we should be. Mm-hmm. Amen.
1: And you know you, you mentioned happiness. Yes. Right. So So often we're all seeking happiness but we destroy ourselves trying to find it because we end up doing this sort of segmenting Right, And so how is it that... Did did you just find these other like-minded folk who decided we all needed the same thing? Were you sitting around having an adult beverage and and kind of figuring out how to be happy?
0: There was a little bit of bourbon involved. Yeah, okay. uh, There you go. Uh, But uh, I think each of us came to the same conclusion and realization in a different way and that's probably proof that the holy spirit was involved in it was that my arc to get me to the point where i wanted to commit my career and my family and my friends and my resources to the church is different from the way everyone else did at the office and i'm not going to take away from what they did but each of us felt so passionate about the way it happened there's no way I could argue it's anything other than the Holy Spirit taking a 2 by 4 and tapping us into shape and when we're not responding and then he leans back and gives it a good swack. Awesome,
1: Mm -hmm. awesome. So we're talking to Justin Doyle. He's the president of Blackbird Investments and we're talking a little bit about this company now and what, uh, you know, you got a neat video and how do folks find that video that you got a little promotional I'd, thing
0: i'd go to blackbirdinvest.com www.blackbirdinvest um, i think we have a pretty pronounced social media presence although I, I gave that for lent like two years ago and haven't gotten back to it so yeah it's probably a good thing good but uh one of the
1: things i saw in there is there is a, a scene uh, where you're showing a church and then you kind of do a little flash and the church turns into a disco right and it kind of seems like wow like like it was like the like the the church was pirated, you, you know? know, and there, I, I think that's a real problem in the world.
0: Well, piracy is a problem. I hear it's really big in the Horn of Africa, yeah. uh, and maybe the Caribbean and the Disney yeah. World, but beyond that, it's a uh, <laughs>
1: Thunder Bay or whatever in Vegas. Like oh, it. that's right. that's a great place. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. the only time I go into that. But uh, the. Uh, uh, The church oftentimes has to make really difficult decisions on short-term problems, Mm -hmm. and that's very clear with a lot of the financial strain the dioceses and and, uh, parishes have experienced because of the sexual abuse crisis and the settlements there, and so we find ourselves getting in situations where we're making long-term decisions to solve short-term problems, and a lot of that has to do with offloading holy assets. Yeah. churches, land uh, and, and but at the same time we know through the Great Commission that, that we're a church on the march. We're not giving up. We have a goal that we have to achieve right. and we're not going to achieve it in our uh, terrestrial life here but we need to pursue that. So we need to decrease the desire or we need to eliminate the reasons why the church needs to make or makes decisions like that. We need to support our bishops and our priests in a way that we haven't done a great job of.
1: But there's a real mm-hmm. problem, and there's probably lots of dioceses, lots of parishes that are suffering right now, and are thinking like about the only thing we can do is if we can sell the back forty, or we can we don't need that building anymore, or we've got to kind of cut that loose. We can't we can't afford to keep this going. Um, right. And the real problem is, well, who are you selling that to, and and then who shows up? Um, And so that's a real problem. I think a lot of people are facing. And so, Blackbird Investments, like how how would they go in and help a diocese or a parish? just to kind of evaluate their situation and kind of show them another alternative.
0: Sure, less about evaluation and more about trying to figure out ways to satisfy their funding needs. Okay. So the reason that churches are being sold and land is being divested is not because we want to get rid of it. It's because we need to because there's resources that we don't have to execute on the missions that are very important. We don't have money for the parochial schools. We don't have money for retirement. We don't priest housing, all of these type of items. And so instead of looking at ways in order to, to solve the problem, let's find ways to do sustainable means of funding these same ministries that yesterday would have been coming out of donor dollars. There's only so many you know folks that work for diocese and ministries that are willing to drive around town and shake people by their ankles and see what hits the ground and scoop it up and, and run and go spend it. Those development officers have a huge task ahead of them to be able to keep bringing in money. Instead, we want to have people look at ways to uh, have their investment dollars and have a for profit business that can benefit the church for generations.
1: Amazing. See, because a lot of people don't mm-hmm. think that's even an alternative. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. You know, there's there's other, some of our Protestant brethren have been uh, doing similar things. The uh, Church of Latter day Saints has a, a variety of. Uh, investments out in Utah. There's a church in Manhattan that does similar things, a Protestant uh, denomination there, where instead of of just trying to get donor dollars, that they actually have an investment portfolio working for them to sustain their ministry. Mm
1: -hmm. That's neat to know. Uh, So we're talking again to Justin Doyle, president of Blackbird Investments. So Blackbird Investments, now where did that name come from? And I'm assuming it's not from the Beatles song. It's not
0: from the Beatles. It's (laughs) not not the plane. Uh, We do like birds generally, but no, uh, (laughs) the... We're Irish, by and large, and and we we at least lead with that. Uh, We're kind of all mutts, but for the most part, we're Irish. And so uh, the Irish Saint, St. Kevin, uh, back in the early uh, expansion of Christianity into uh, the North Atlantic, uh, he was a a monk in a cell in uh, Glendalough, Ireland. And it was a crappy little Irish cell, as Irish cells were in the fifth century. And so he. It wasn't uh,
1: the deluxe Irish it w- cell. Was it
0: was It wasn't at the suite. He didn't have the <laughs> Hilton Honors points to, uh, to do that. And so, as the story goes, he had his hands outstretched in an Aaron position, as in the shape of our Lord on the cross. And uh, his cell was so small and crappy that he had to have one hand out the window in order to be able to reach out from arm to arm. And so, while he was deep in prayer, a blackbird head came and made a nest and laid three eggs in his hand. St. Kevin came out of prayer a short while later, looked over and realized that that this blackbird had had made a home uh, in his hand and his protection. And instead of you know shaking the blackbird away or trying to plant it somewhere and then going washing your hands and having dinner, he said, "No, I'll just go back into prayer and continue to protect uh, this God's creature." And so he remained in prayer for the balance of Lent. Came out at that point, the hen had hatched the three little blackbirdlings, and so from an Irish. Art standpoint, a lot of people see hands with what look like robin eggs. They're actually blackbird eggs. Interesting. Um, but St. Kevin became the patron saint of a bunch of different things, and one of them is uh, for people who do need just a little bit of help in order to achieve whatever God's plan is for them. And we took that into real estate and just trying to provide a little bit of protection because I can't solve all the problems in the world. My partners can't solve, our employees can't solve everything. But what we can do is for whatever period of time we're interfacing with our customers, our tenants, our clients, is that we're going to try to push out the bad in the world and just try to provide that protection and let God work fully through them, whether it's through their family, whether it's through the stability they need to have with their family life, their kids have a constant schooling environment to even the way that we interact with them when they're having the worst day of their life or they lose their job or they're behind on rent. If we can live that out, I think that's the way we we basically channel what St. Kevin taught us so profoundly 1,500 years ago.
1: That's so beautiful. It's wonderful to uh, know. We're talking to Justin Doyle, president of Blackbird Investments, and we're going to continue to talk about uh, this company and the amazing things that it's doing. Uh, But we're going to have to take a break. And before we do that, I want to remind folks at home, we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, visit us on social media, uh, Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, like us, share us, do all those things, um, and also I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe dot com. And with that, we'll be right back.
2: I'm Best Rosimski, and this is another great moment in church history. The teaching on the role, purpose, and value of the office of priest has been constant in the church for its nearly 2,000 year existence. The priest, even more than being simply defined by his sacramental functionality, acts in the person of Christ and calls each of us to offer ourselves fully in union with the one sacrifice of Christ. While many may think that the priesthood is a modern invention of the Catholic Church, it most assuredly is not. The writings of the early church fathers, those first Christians who were instrumental in protecting, nurturing, and spreading the one true faith, bear this out. St. Ignatius of Antioch, an early bishop and martyr, wrote around 110 AD about the distinct threefold ministry of the church. He said, Let everyone respect the deacons as they would respect Jesus Christ, and just as they respect the bishop as a type of father and the presbyters, or priest, as the council of God and college of apostles. Without these, it cannot be called a church. St. Cyprian of Carthage, in 250 AD, had this to say about the priesthood. For if Jesus Christ, our Lord and God, is himself the chief priest of God the Father, and has first offered himself as a sacrifice to the Father, and has commanded this to be done in commemoration of himself, certainly the priest... Truly discharges the office of Christ, who imitates that which Christ did. In his great work on the priesthood, written in the fourth century, St. John Chrysostom wrote, What priests do here below, God ratifies above, and the master confirms the sentence of his servants. Then, just a few years later, St. Ambrose, when teaching on the authority of priests to hear confessions, tells us, it seemed likewise impossible for sins to be forgiven through penance. Yet Christ granted even this to his apostles, and by his apostles it has been transmitted to the office of priests. Finally, St. Augustine, when explaining why he clung to the Catholic faith, said, The succession of priests, from the very see of the apostle Peter, to whom our Lord, after his resurrection, gave the charge of feeding his sheep, up to the present episcopate, keeps me here. These are but a few of the many, many quotes from the early fathers, which reveal that the ministry of the priesthood was, is, and always will be an awesome gift of Christ to his church. I'm Bess Zimski, and this is another great moment in church history.
0: Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff.
1: And we're back at the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting here with my buddy Tom Dorian, and sure. we are talking to uh, Mr. Justin Doyle, good man of yeah, president of Blackbird Investments. Mm-hmm. And you know, we were just talking before about uh, you mentioned Saint Kevin, where the the name comes from. One of the things I love about that image of Saint Kevin is that you know he was he was made home to that little blackbird, that little nest. And it just shows us that individually, you know, if we are, um, our sphere of influence, where, where we are is where we can minister. Right. Right. St. Kevin didn't seem like he was pondering how could he go outside that cell and save the world and do all these things. But he was able to accomplish some great good there, in wherever he was.
0: And Actually, to go one step further, God planted that bird on his hand he didn't go out and seek that see god presents us these opportunities for us to live out his mission when Mm -hmm. we think that he's not there we think he's not listening that we're all by ourselves he is still there we just are too dense to have listened and opened our eyes
1: and how many people though i think in life think that they've got to strike out and go across around the world i mean there's there's the concept of of a mission and i understand that and i know that missions were are profoundly a, a catholic concept but some of us think that we're going to we're going to seek success we're going to do all the great things but we can't do it here
0: right oh, i think youtube and instagram and all that Garbage does a great job of encouraging people that they have to go for grandeur as opposed to uh, solidly performing in the way God has presented you. You shouldn't
1: hold back. You should tell us what you think about social media <laughs> and all that stuff. Don't, 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 you know, mince your word. Just go ahead and yeah, tell us. Okay. Right. Uh, he used garbage. But that was also because he's, you know, the, the, the sanitation workers and such, you're in unity with those people Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. So exactly. Yeah. I'm so happy you're here. So here's the thing. Uh, so, like individuals, uh, you know, a lot of people are trying to find things to do that are, uh, uh, they want to be sort of philanthropic, because it's a good thing for us to take right. care of, you know, if we have a little bit of money, or if we have some ability, we want to help other people, uh, so the social teaching of the church is very important to us, obviously, it's, it's about ministering to those around us, and so a person who, when you say something about uh, investments or profit, there, there, there can be like a, a sort of a, a dirty it's part a of that word right? Yeah, right and so some people might think instantly in fact some people think that the Holy Father you know is anti-capitalistic so anybody who tries to make money off of anybody that there's evil there help me help me and people understand how this is actually a wonderful opportunity to do good and also to sustain uh, you know and, and and care for yourself and your family and your right. legacy and all these things
0: well I Capital and capitalism in itself is not prohibited or, or shunned or shun by the catechism. It actually—the right. the problem is the ordering of resources, mm. that resources and capital must be for the benefit of mankind, not the other way around, that it must go to serve the greater good. And that's where a lot of people get screwed up is through greed and hoarding and the such. And so what I would advocate as a way to be able to more tightly align your own resources and the gifts that God gave you with the church is not just look at whatever comes out the end of the year and what's left over after you get your bonus check and send that off uh, to to a very well-meaning and and well-intentioned charity, but to look at a way that you can have your entire being. And, And you and I do that right now by the hours that we spend and countless thousands of people listening do the same thing. They sacrifice their hours and their time and their treasure towards the ministry of the church, whether it's volunteering on Sunday or all the various nonprofits that we work with. What we want to take is one step further and have an opportunity, if you have an investment portfolio, you have resources or a retirement fund, this is an opportunity for you to use those resources to actually advance Catholic social teachings and advance the mission of the church and provide sustainable funding mechanisms for all these ministries instead of just waiting for whatever... Is profitable or whatever you can't afford to give away. Have your whole being, everything about you, be all in for the church.
1: See again, this is part of of, of intertwining the business, personal, and faith life of individuals, not just the members of the Blackbird Investment Team, right? right. Uh, all the other folks, and so it's an opportunity for people to to literally put their money where their mouth is, but really to to uh, and I say invest, but not so much. Uh, uh, thinking in terms of financial strictly, but to really pour themselves into the Catholic social teaching.
0: and, and you can It doesn't have to just happen through material investment like you mentioned. The, uh, the trades, the working with your hands, the creation of, of everything you do, the way that you cultivate relationships on the bus ride and the work in the morning, every single one of those advances that cause. But I used to take the bus to work whenever my truck got wrecked and so <laughs> i uh, uh, and and i found myself very quickly after a few days of you know putting the headphones on and just zeroing out all the way downtown des moines and instead that's not what god asked us to do. god asked us to engage and, and to be part i mean he didn't create a cloistered catholic uh universe where we all go off into the hills the benedict it's the inverse of the benedict option
1: and and blackboard investments is not strictly for a bunch of suits no, either. How, how how does like the average layperson? Let's say if someone wants to get involved and see what how they can either help the church to to help their own portfolio. How, how do they contact you? And what what is what, what what how would anybody an ordinary person get involved
0: in all this? Uh- this might be the point where uh, my attorney might be listening and so from a security standpoint I, i'm not soliciting the it.
1: following information it's not to be done <laughs> exactly. You just have to slow that down later and that's yeah, the disclaimer we're not <laughs> yes. selling anything here but I, I do want to have people understand that there are there are ways to get involved.
0: Uh, well, the first thing I'd ask everyone listening is that Blackbird Investments and all the ministries that we all love, all the listeners, really need our prayers uh, and need to be lifted up and exalted. We need to have masses offered for these, uh, these organizations who are struggling through trying to find ways in order to sustain the mission that the God has, has laid on them. Uh, and that's the first thing that we should be doing, and we need to be uh, dedicating all of the faithful back towards a deeper life of prayer. Uh, the second item uh, if there's a, an interest and desire to learn more, going to blackbirdinvest.com. Uh, for our friends out in Denver, we're doing several projects. We're helping uh, St. John the 23rd uh, Parish build a, a new beautiful sanctuary in Fort Collins and Catholic student housing and uh, some exciting stuff in Boulder and Denver and Lincoln and Des Moines.
1: We're talking to Justin Doyle. He's president of Blackbird Investments. And Justin, if someone wants to get in touch, if they want to find out more information just about this ministry... Uh, this business, where do they do that?
0: If you go to the website, blackbirdinvest.com, there is a, a line for communications where we can get you in touch with someone, whether it's on the, the equity fund side or if you're interested in employment opportunities or um, social mission or even understanding more about what we're doing. Uh, you know, we had a conversation earlier today, you know, we were in Memphis, but one of the offers that we want is that for what we're doing, it would be so wonderfully uh, full of blessing if we can help other people form and align their own business and personal interests along that way. We're awesomely happy to help share whatever we've helped create internally, how we've uh, cultured ourselves from a human resources standpoint, all of that. I'd love to talk to anyone who's interested so they can help better align their life with. Yeah, so faith.
1: if you're if you're truly a Catholic business. I mean essentially part of that business then is evangelization and discipleship right and so what you guys have learned what you're practicing and what you're still continuing to learn the struggles that you still continue to encounter you can benefit others who might be interested in like well how do i make my business a catholic business
0: it's a scary thing uh, you know there's uh You've got to be careful about litigation standpoints. you have human resources concerns, and so if we stay focused on our goal is to invite people into the body of Christ and the people who are already you know in the body of Christ with us to encourage them to go deeper and to build solidarity and to help encourage that's where we have to stay focused and it's a scary thing, especially if you're all by yourself, if you're a business owner and you've got the stresses of payroll and expenses and there's the income coming in and you've got deadbeat customers and all this type of stuff. It's terrifying. So uh, reach out. Love to be able to, through camaraderie and love, help uh, walk down that path with you. So
1: um, describe the culture inside your office. Like where you, where you guys, you're, you're in.
0: We're in Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. And, and so
1: what is the culture like in that office? Um,
0: there is a, a Are lot there monks of.
1: monks with like incense walking through <laughs> and chanting in Latin? Is that what's going on there?
0: I, well, I'm not in the office very much, so maybe <laughs> I, I, that, that could be. They, uh, there's a lot of jorts that's the big thing right now so jorts jorts is in jean shorts are right. coming back. Oh, okay uh, yeah, now <laughs> no, there were some emails going around we had to clarify jorts are not allowed in the office good so, uh, but it is a very flexible work environment we've got people uh, that that now thankfully are out living outside of iowa and so um, it's a it's a fun young area we have a lot of blackbird babies which is really super cool we've got several more coming which is a really exciting part so very pro family um, environment Um, And, you know, we're not 100% Catholic. We've we've got uh, folks of various faith traditions and backgrounds uh, that work for us. But in the end, we all have to agree what our common mission is. And that's all rooted in Catholic social teachings. And so we can all agree to that. There is no disagreement as to the need for uh, supporting workers, for taking care of the environment, for providing housing for people who can't provide that. These are just basic human truths. And And, that's that's what the culture of Blackbird is. And that
1: sounds like a wonderful culture. It sounds like uh, that essentially it's a place of joy.
0: Uh, You know, it it is a place of joy. There are plenty of stresses, too. We're a for-profit business. There's ups and downs. There's frustrations. There's anger. There's all those type of items. But... In the end, we all have this common fabric holding us together. And that's why I think from a business standpoint, this is, everyone should be embracing this type of approach. Because it's the commonality that solves those problems when you have stresses and frustrations. That's how you get over the finish line. That's how you, you put the sword back down and you go back to work. And it's because you are all marching in the same direction.
1: And it sounds a lot like you guys essentially are a family.
0: I'd like to think that we're very much a family, uh, literally my father and my brother uh, <laughs> work with me um, and so uh, uh, and that also carries with it some of the family frustrations i uh, I got hit in the head with a uh, uh, ball the other day by my younger brother, just like I did about fifteen uh, that's twenty five years definitely ago. a family it is definitely a family <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> well, I'm sure Mama Doyle. Uh, is is she still with us?
0: She is. Cindy Doyle. Yep, she lives and, in Des Moines. And she's good uh, name. Wonderful. Yeah, I'm, thank you.
1: I'm, I'm sure she's proud of what you guys have accomplished.
0: Well, we have a lot more to make her more proud. That's. Uh, it's not a destination. It's a death march.
1: So, BlackbirdInvest.com. Justin Doyle, thanks so much for being with us. And now, you know what? We're going to ask our Blessed Mother to watch over uh, Blackbird Investments, but everyone that they have a truly uh, beautiful Catholic life. Hail Mary, full of full grace. grace. The, the Lord, Lord is with thee. thee. Blessed Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation, one cup of coffee at a time.